Father, we just pray. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we sell out to our hearts, Father, to worship you and honor you. And Lord God, we just thank you that everything about us, that, that we just be completely consumed and baptized in your presence. We want to leave no parts of us out. And Lord, we want to completely be saturated in the presence of God, saturated in your will. If anything that has been sticking out from being submerged in your will, that Lord, that we pray for the covering of God to consume it right now in the name of Jesus. Pray, Father God, that we, we stop and go back to picking ourselves as being used by you and, and being received for what you've called us to do, that we're not uh, disqualified from the presence of God that we are more than conquerors because you are in us. So Lord God, remind us that it is not about us. It's not about what we can do, but what you will do through us to start putting ourselves back right there to begin to say, thank you, Jesus. I am, I am chosen generation, a royal priesthood that I belong to God. Lord, I repent for not picking me to be a part of your will. I repent, Lord Jesus, for thinking I've messed up or things have gone too wrong in my life and I've not picked me to be a part of what you've called me to do, that, that maybe someone else would be better and maybe someone else is, is, is stronger in there. But Lord, I want to thank you for reminding me tonight that you came to me specifically for a, a, for a specific will to be done. And I just want to repent, Lord Jesus, right now. I'm a, I'm a good parent. Lord, thank you, Jesus. I'm a good prayer warrior, worshiper, follower of Christ, Lord. Lord, that I've sit in my mind and picked others and watched their life and watched some things that, that I don't know their whole story, but I've just been saying they must be better than me at it. And that has gotten all the way down into my destiny. But tonight... I come in full force with my arms open, Lord God, that I'll be a living sacrifice to you. That, Lord God, it's your fire that refines me and makes me whole. So I stop tonight rejecting myself. I stop it in the name of Jesus. Pray over our children that they don't reject themselves anymore. That, Lord, that they come into a realm of acceptance. And, Lord Jesus, allow the love of God to come on and and love on them and hug them and encourage them and bless them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, Lord Jesus. I just thank you. I just, I just sense there's just a, a presence of self-hate that has just been going on that needs to stop so that we can recognize what God is wanting to do in our life and recognize that God is going to do it and want to do it through us and through you. And it's not you patting yourselves on the back, but just like you would not pat yourself on the back, you can't disqualify yourself for setback. So Lord Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for reminding us that he that begun a good work in us is able to finish it. And we, we just thank you that, that your word is, is, is alive and strong in us and strong, Lord Jesus. Line up on line, precept upon precept, a little here, a little there, and there's going to be a full understanding. I thank you for this body that is receiving you in them to do all things through you who strengthens us. 
And we praise you and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We want to pray if you have any needs in your body. <laughs> Anthony, y'all see your little girl right there with the, got the envelope open. She's right with us. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> I got it. Awesome. Awesome, y'all. Well, um, I do want to preach to you guys about uh, in the chaos. You know, and God was talking about to me a while back about things being chaotic and um, how many of you guys got some chaos going on or, or some stuff that's chaos or, yeah, or even if it's just in your head, like stuff don't you have to go, like your, your mind can be like chaotic, like stuff flowing around. And so uh, storms, and this is what I love, what, what, I, I don't know if, if, if Pastor Rita and Miss Margarita, everybody who get up here to do offering are just in thief mode of like topics of the sermon, but storms are, are altars to a believer, the storm should be an altar in a sense of don't get upset about it, right? Pray, right? Seek God. And, and, and there, therefore, I'm not saying that God is using that to make you pray, but that should be an altar rather than turning away and falling apart, right? Right? That, that should be an altar. So in John chapter 16, verse 32 through 33, it says, look, an hour is coming and has already come when you will be scattered, each of his own, of his own home. And you will leave me alone, leave me all alone, yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome the world, right? And so it says, take courage, I've overcome. So storms are going to come. And, and even as I was talking, I was just asking Jire about this. So at, at our conference, there was a group of, of, of the kids were deaf, they were deaf. They could not hear, right? But, okay, and they had the translators there. And so we, at the end of our speech, after we did the little paint hug thing, uh, and I, I did always do this thing called selfie party because they weren't there the first day. So get And so they were up there, and they were jumping around. And, like, as the music was going, they were on beat. They could do, like, I was like, how is this happening? Like, how are they hearing? Then, then they came to me, and they, were, they wanted to do a selfie with me, and, and then the young lady typed on her phone, uh, does the DJ take requests? And I went, like, I stared at her, like, how are you going to know if he played your song? And like, like, how, like, my mind wasn't working right. Like, it was like I was stuck. And then I looked, and I go, well, he, and I went, give me the phone, and I typed it back. Right, and, and gave it to her, and said she does. And so, uh, don't, if you recognize the one you saw him, right? Because y'all had to see him. So they, the, um, they, they would what they what people were telling me was that they feel the vibration. Right, right. Other than rather than hearing, you may not have, and I want to say this to you, you may not have heard it audibly, but you felt the vibrations of what God wants to do. And you should be on schedule with what God wants to do. And quit waiting for, for a sign or something bigger than what God has already said in his word, right? And so the, I was looking at and I couldn't, the whole time, I never got it. I couldn't, I just would stare at them the whole time as they were getting up there crowd surfing, wasn't letting anything stop them from being a part of the event. Like they were included in the whole thing. And it's good to I mean the other kids... Probably nobody else second, I was probably the only one sitting there amazed by the fact that I don't know how they're on. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, look where you come from. So we know you didn't have a shot but to be shocked like I was. But what, what I got out of that was you may feel like you got some limitations, but that still shouldn't keep you out of rhythm with God. 
right? Sitting, keep you out. All the little line dances, they knew them. They did not miss a beat. And I, and I, I look at that and I come back to sometimes we let chaos make us not able to hear or not able to speak, not able to do, not able to come back. And, and, and it's, it's dangerous, right? Because in the body of Christ, we have to be careful about hirelings or becoming a hireling. And a hireling is a person who's doing it for an ulterior motive, for the money, not for the, to glorify God. Right? It's easy to catch. This is a one way. If you ever want to get, you ever want, if you didn't want to be friends with me, this is the way you want to come at me. Is to do it to try to get something instead of doing it to glorify God. This is kind of where the body of Christ kind of get, gets you off because when you turn into a hireling, that's going to be the first thing on your heart. You know, I don't even think about it, but when it's on your heart, you don't have to think about it because you'll be so busy chasing it that the glory of God won't matter. And so we have to come back and make sure that's just the first thing. Find out what am I doing it for, right? You know, say that one of the questions shouldn't be how much I, am I going to make. That's, that, that shouldn't be your first. It can be a question. It shouldn't be the first one, right? right? And you want to be able to move with that. So the word chaos means complete disorder and confusion, right? And the devil is the author of confusion. That doesn't come from God. So we got to look at if it's chaos is not from God, uh, it's like being scattered as Jesus says, it's going to come a day where you feel like the answer is not coming like it should. There's going to come a day where you're going to feel like you're being scattered, that your mind is scattered. There's going to come a day, I'm not going to be with you, but I'm not lost. I'm with the Father. However, when Jesus died and rose from the grave, it didn't leave us scattered. It left us with the Holy Spirit. So no matter what's going on, you always got someone with you. It's the presence of God. It's the spirit of God. Now, again, it's in, those, in the midst of those moments is where that needs to, to come in place. I was thinking today, my, I was driving yesterday from South Austin, and my battery light came on, and I go, the devil's a liar. My battery died in November in, in Bastrop, and I had to get it changed then, and I knew it shouldn't be bad at this point in time, right? And so I just, just kept driving home, but the light was there, and I was like, had to put my arm over it, because as long as I saw it, that's what I was going to pay attention to. Now, that's great. Believe that. Faith, no drama all the way home. Drove home, drove in. But however, that means something was alerting me, something needs to be looked at, right? So I, I, I want us to have faith, but also want us to then take the next step. It takes faith to take the next step, right? And so being able to do that and found out it's my alternator. Once we took it to AutoZone, the car wouldn't even start up again. I blame the AutoZone guy, but, cause it drove me all the way home. But once I got it and he put his tools under there, it died forever. So I was looking and thinking about to God, here's, here's a chaotic moment because we do need two vehicles, but in the midst of this, particular chaos i'm gonna have peace god's got he said he'll work it out we can't stand here and preach this stuff and then not be able to know how to walk through it right right and so i was i was just thinking about it i could have stopped on the highway at 5 30 p.m because that's when the light came on on i-35 yesterday i could have been there it chose to start messing up at the house right so you got to look at what we're going to be blessed with, right? Check to get home and what we're going to be blessed with. Now, again, I want it fixed. Don't, don't, don't think I'm going like, thank you, Jesus. It ain't running. Thank you, Lord. That, that's, I, what I'm saying is God was able to get me home, right? 
right? And then so if I can worship now, I definitely can worship when it's completely fixed. I can do that for sure. But we got to learn how to do this thing before it's all said and done. So it is a supernatural walk to stay gifted in the midst of the storm, right? In the midst of chaos. If I can stay gifted, I can stay with my gift, my gift of joy, my gift of peace, my gift of, uh, of righteousness in the midst of, it, it, it takes some, that, that's something, right? I, I gotta get that gift. And I, I was writing that it's a supernatural thing to stay gifted in the midst of the storm. How about this? How about this supernatural stay gifted in the midst of a fight, of an argument? It's supernatural, the gift of peace, the gift of long-suffering, the gift of uh, uh, we're going to get along, we're going to make it work anyway in a fight. It's, it's, it, takes super, it takes the anointing of God. It, does, it takes the anointing of God to stay gifted in the midst of those things. So in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16, it says, your gift will make room for you and put you before great men, Right? If I become ungifted, if I become unwrapped, let me say it this way. If I become unwrapped, means I'm no longer a gift because there's a problem I can't get room made to get through. If my gift truly makes room for me, I can't let that thing unwrap me because it's a struggle. I cannot become unwrapped. I need to stay wrapped for Christ, wrapped in God's will, wrapped in God's purpose, Wrapped in God's plan, I can't let this thing unwrap me because I wasn't sent here for the problem. I was sent here for the solution, by the solution. So I can't let it unwrap me. But if I become unwrapped, that means that it's not going to be able to give a chance to make room. Got to be able to make room. And when you make room, I have decided I'm going to make room. The song just got me like... It just got me like, oh my gosh, it's so good. And then I got the double version on, it's, it's long. Okay, anyway, I, so, so, but listen to this. So I, I believe, this is my belief, the, the goal of chaos is to get us unwrapped before our season and allow time to make us believe that there's nothing coming from God. If, I, if, 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 if chaos can make me become unwrapped before it's time, then it's, I'm going to believe there was never a gift there to start with. If I give you a Christmas gift now to not open until Christmas, can it make it? I wouldn't make it with me because I'd re-gift it. I'd give it to somebody. Tell you now, if you give me my Christmas gift today, it's somebody's birthday or something come up, and I'm if, hey, man, here's a gift. Like, and then I'll just rewrap and then just thank you for it. Right? I just don't know if I'm going to let something hang around that long to get there, right? Just don't know. And I, okay, so y'all are better than I am. I, I'm looking at your faces. Thank God for y'all. I, I love you. Appreciate you. Thank you. But don't give it to me today, right? But that's not even how God works, right? Thank God I'm not, thank, thank God I'm not God, right? Because God has got your gift and he tells you what you're going to be, but it may not even be for today. It may not be unwrapped for a later time, Right? And thank God it's not me. And thank God y'all not like me. But um, some of y'all I'm about to, about to test because y'all said y'all wouldn't open it. It really makes me want to go buy your Christmas gift this week. And you to show it to me every service. Let's see if you last to December 25th. We'll, we'll just, I'm, just, I'm just guessing. We, it's hard. It's hard for us, right? And I know, now let me say it this way. How many of y'all know God has told you something and you want it to be opened? Yeah. 
You unwrap our zoo. You all wait to the end. Yeah, but you are sitting there peeking and trying to figure out, God, when is the gift going to open? When is the gift going to be available? And he says, I've got a time for it, but I need you to stay wrapped. I need you to stay wrapped. I don't need you messing with the paper. I don't need you shaking it to see if it's in there. Like, is it a good gift? Is it, what, what do you think it is? Okay. When things are described as chaos, by definition, it means complete, right? Disorder. Complete means finished. Means that everything I do is disorder. It's just finished. And, and God is saying it's not finished. It's not done. It's not done until I say it's done. And it's not done until my work is perfected, not your problem, right? So you don't ever let that go like, my house is a mess, my life is a mess, my job is a mess, you know, my car is a mess, and everything you do that. Well, again, there's, there's some options. Clean it. Clean it. You can clean it and take trash out the car. Clean it. See the floor. Even if it's from moving from one part of the car to the next, right? Clean it. Clean it, okay? Body's a mess. If your body's a mess, what do you do? You clean it, right? So there's steps that you can take, but don't let that, even though it may be that way, don't let that take over your spirit, okay? Don't let it take over your spirit. You'll get there, but don't let it take over your spirit and try to change your identity. Uh, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 8 through 10, um, the one who sows to please his flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. But the one who sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have, an opportun- have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to the family of faith, right? Especially to the family of faith. Let us do good to everyone, especially the family of faith, right? So every step of obedience to God will surface in chaos. Every step of obedience, it'll surface one way or another. It'll surface and say, I know I'm believing God, or it'll surface and say, God, I did all this for you, and now I'm going through something. One way or the other, it's going to surface, right? And one thing we have to do is take from the steps of obedience is trust that I'm going to live for God anyway, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, I'm going to live for God anyway. Throw me in there if you want to. No matter what happens, God is my God. He is my God. He is my authority. He is my subject. I don't care about how chaotic things are. I don't care about what my mind is. I don't care if I'm limited. I am going to live for God. I'm going to come out on the other end of this. So every step of obedience Every step of obedience in uh, Isaiah 1, 19, it says that, that about, about the steps when, when you are, <laughs> I've just forgotten this, but it just blew my mind, that, that, that you are doing the good of God, right? About being obedient to God, walking for God's will, walking toward in his direction, about being obedient immediately. So immediate obedience. So chaos is exhausting. When things are going wrong, it can wear you out physically, mentally, emotionally. When you're worried, you're exhausted. You're exhausted. It'll put you to sleep. It'll make you not sleep, right? It, it's, it's exhausting. And God didn't call us to be 
exalted. If you be willing and obedient, you need to go to the land. That's Isaiah 1. I just was like, I couldn't let it go. <laughs> I knew it was something about obedience. You got to be willing and obedient. You will eat the good of the land. Allow the goodness of God to flow through you in the midst of a storm. So it says, do good to everyone, especially to the family of faith. What do I need to do when things are going messed up in my life? Do good for others. Go find someone to be a blessing to. Go find something to be a blessing to. Find, go be a blessing, especially to the family of faith. Those who are in faith, go and be a blessing. You're sowing into the goodness of God. And I go back. I go back to the, to the, to the one, um, the girl, the, uh, she, her head was completely shaved and don't, don't know what the deal was. But I remember her, the way like, she was hugging me and trying to get a selfie. Now, uh, you guys who get people to do selfies for you, do you all know where to look? Because I have no idea where to look. If you look at every one of my selfie pictures with somebody, it's like, I got the same look and I'm looking in the top corner. I have no idea where to look. And apparently, is there a camera somewhere you should be looking? I have no idea. I have no idea where to look. But I, and it's the same look on every. People were scrolling through and showing me their pictures. I looked the same way each. I looked shocked and happy at the same time. And it's and it's a scary part because I don't know where the camera. But she was trying to. I remember this. She was trying to direct me on where to look because apparently I wasn't taking good ones. Apparently they could see it right away, and she was like. But she was moving the phone, and I was moving my head whichever way she goes. You think, right, what, as, even as all of this was going on, I was thinking, like, well, why don't you just, you took it. Just let's move on. But I couldn't say it, right? I couldn't just go, you took the picture. I, I think, too, when God is trying to adjust us, he's trying to get us in the right spot, right, so things can be in focus, all right? I mean, maybe she didn't want the weird, happy, creepy picture she wanted a good one to show people this is what i went to uh bless you second corinthians chapter 4 verse uh 6 through 10 um I, I, real quick how many of y'all during the fast have been sleepier than usual it's just you it's just, it's just yeah yeah i mean like to like i'm talking like to where you could stop somewhere and then you out like that's happened to, i've woken up fully dressed like Never happened before. Just crawled up here just for a minute. Just, and it's Tuesday. It's, what, what do you, have you asked, like, how much am I putting in my body that's keeping me? What? Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness. Amen. Made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, you would think when you're in the face of Jesus by the nature of what we've always said in a church that you're in good hands. The face of Jesus doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to be in the face of a problem. Right? I'm in the face of Jesus. Today. Everything's good. No, the face of Jesus could be soldiers coming to get him to crucify him. Face of Jesus could be a mob that hates him. Face of Jesus, he says, they're going to hate you because they first hated me. Right? So, so because you're going through something, that doesn't mean you're not right there in focus. You're right there in the focus of God because the face of Jesus doesn't necessarily mean good times. Which is a statement of truth, not an episode that came back in the early 70s. Sure. 
So now we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this uh, surpassingly great power is from God and out from us. We are pressed on all sides, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Christ and so at the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our bodies. And if we carry in the problem, we also carry the promise. We cannot let it be just one side. We can't just be shocked because things are not going our way because it never was about our way. It says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's always been about the way of Christ. God, things are not going my way. Exactly, because you're not God. What can go your way is believing that this thing couldn't destroy you, couldn't take you out, couldn't kill you. You're still here. So that means there's a resurrection still to be had. There's something that still needs to get up. And more and more things that go wrong, that means more and more things are about to go right. Yeah, you got to have to pull them together because sometimes we just slam our heads and say, this went wrong, this went bad, and God has said, okay, there, that's death, but remember, I got up. That's, gosh, I wish they would have made some necklaces with open tombs. We only have crosses. Y'all wouldn't, wouldn't have that one, huh? Didn't go over well. <laughs> I said, I want him dead now. <laughs> But we, we forget that Jesus got up sometimes. We forget that. We forget. We, we, and we're, we run from problems. I, I remember uh, Bob Yandian said that. He said, if, if you run from problems, quit praying for power. God can't trust you with it. Can't trust you. Like, why would I empower you if I can't trust you? So every form of disaster is matched by a characteristic of God. Every form of disaster. When it says you're, 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 you're struck down but not destroyed. Characteristic of God is that it can't destroy you. Right? It's, it's not. It's not. We're pressed on all sides, but we're not crushed. Things are closing in, but remember, you, it can't crush you. It can't crumble you. No matter how small the cell is, it can't enclose them. It can't crush us. It can't take us out. And so I, I, I have to, have to think, about, think about the fact that God has got a match for every disaster. It's the characteristic of God, that there's a blessing, there's a belief, there's a hope. And we have to put that hope in Christ for the victory to come. Salvation built within us automatically when we, begin, when we receive Christ and was born again. And, and I, I, I have to, sometimes I struggle with, because Joel 2.28 says, I poured out my spirit upon all flesh. And, and it's upon all flesh. It says all flesh, not some flesh. So the spirit is there and I feel like it just lays dormant until someone calls on Christ to be awakened for the things of God to take place. It says, I poured out my spirit upon all flesh upon every flesh everything that's flesh and and so we have every right to call out to that thing and say the spirit of god turned toward the spirit of god because you weren't made by yourself a living god made you it's your time to turn toward the things of god 
How about the same as seems to be forgotten even after people were born again because they forget that the living God resurrection is on them too, right? It's there, it's there. It's there. There's a get up that's going to happen. So all sides against us is nothing compared to the great God within us. We can't allow what's happened to keep us from living in what's happening. Every time something happens, there's something God has got happening, right? And I want to live in the happening. And don't forget about it just because something happened. Romans chapter 8, verse 35 through 37. It says that who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Is there such a creature? Who shall? Who shall separate us? And I think in the King James says, what can separate us? You need to figure out what's your, what can Shall tribulations or distress or persecution or famine, nakedness or peril or sword. As it is written, for thy sakes we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You may look uncomfortable. You may look less than. But that should not make you act less than. Again, I'm going to take you back to the kids, who, the deaf kids. You could, if you did not know they were deaf, you wouldn't have known it when everybody, when the music broke out and the interpreters couldn't keep up with them then because they were running through the crowds. You wouldn't have known the difference. Do not let your world know the difference because you have a problem. And you act like you can't hear from God and you act like you can't know from God. They were not, they were, you can't, you can't let that set, set back become a defect in your life. So we don't have to wait until the problem passed because in all things, we are made more than conquerors, right? Don't, don't, don't not feel victorious because you're in the midst of something. If, if your victory is everything looking good, like the white T-shirt, you're not experiencing victory. You're experiencing fantasy. Well, it doesn't look white. It's not all clean. Man, victory is the fact that I made it through. Right? Victory is a little black Jeep on the hill over there at the house. Not moving, but not stuck. Right? Not stuck on the side of the road. Don't need a tow truck. Don't need all those things. All those things you got. And, and it's about God it's just sitting there saying, like, know the difference. Know when you're winning. Because if you're whining, you may be missing the chance that you're winning. You have not lost your victory because of the chaos. In fact, your victorious position manifests on the center stage of the problem. It's at center stage. You have been made more than a conqueror. Keep your faith, and your mind will follow. Right? So we're going to pull our faith in. We're going to keep our faith. We're going to watch our mind follow. Right? Where you're, you're going to sleep tonight. You're going to rest tonight. You're going to have peace tonight. We're going to believe God for breakthrough, some major breakthrough. It's okay. It's okay to believe God for that. Just believe God, though. Don't believe the situation. Don't believe the circumstances. Amen? Amen. You guys bow your heads.